0: experts on any of the topics we are about to discuss we are however lifelong friends along with the slew of guests that will be joining us there's nothing we love to do more than voice our opinions on multiple topics some of you will agree with us some of you won't we can honestly not care either way we just hope you enjoy the banter so without further ado we encourage you to sit back relax and welcome to the chat i am your host mike cole with my ever so lovely co-host over here
1: Jared trudeau hello everyone
0: hello and uh we'd like to welcome you back to our our chat from our brief uh holiday hiatus
1: Very um, brief. <laughs> yeah i mean it was just what a week i think we yeah just a i week, think we went this. i think we just didn't record last week and that was it yeah i, I
0: my entire family was in town like all weekend
1: <laughs> oh, so
0: man. yeah so, and we're back here briefly before the start of the new year to discuss what I feel is a very, fairly generic topic to discuss. However, perfect I timing. feel like it's perfect timing, and I feel like it's kind of mandatory. Like, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> do, like, there's one of two things going on in a lot of, like, YouTube channels or podcasts, and that's either a year in review, which we haven't been doing this long enough for that, or what we're doing today looking forward to the year ahead yes sir so we are here to discuss go over some of our most anticipated things that we're looking forward to in the video game realm the tv show realm and the movie realm there's a lot especially in the movie right <laughs> yeah, especially wow. in the movie realm. Like we were going we were just like eyeballing some stuff briefly here before we started recording and we were just like good lord this is an extensive list
1: they came out swinging the movie series yes
0: but first i think because of that we're going to start with let's let's start with with video games because honestly right now for me, anyways, there are there are only two video games coming out next year, and they're both <laughs> coming, and they're and they're both going to be out by March. So,
1: <laughs> like I have,
0: like honestly, I have I feel been in the same
1: boat though. Like I, I I've even... been
0: paying so much attention to obviously, um, I say obviously, but it might not be obvious for some people. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter open world oh. game that is just. The more and more I see of it, the more and more I can't wait. Like, I have my pre order in and everything. I can't wait to kill some
1: bitches, bro.
0: Bro, <laughs> I'm about to cadaver some bitches in the ass. Oh my God. Like, it is so intense, and everything about it just gets me more and more excited. So, I, and luckily, luckily, it comes out in February. Oh, now, yeah. if we were really lucky, it would have been out already because it's been pushed back like three or four times, <sighs> but. At least, I know. at least it's coming out finally, and hopefully the wait will have been worth it, I think.
1: I feel like I it think will,
0: we've, based we've, off what I, we've I, seen. Yeah, and plus I feel like I've made the, the comment to you about it before, to where it's like, at this point, I really, like, even if the game, like, the story or whatever, or the game's, like, not great. I'm still probably going to love it just because I love the wizarding world of Harry Potter and you're going to oh. give us a RPG open world experience of that. Yes. Like oh, that's going to be hard to be mad at even if the story like some of the story plots are like subpar. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go into it expecting the story to be like Red Dead Redemption 2 level of amazing. No. But I think just everything going, going into the is. world. Yeah. Like everyone's I mean, just it,
1: excited to be your own wizard, choose your own path. Yeah. You Cause, know? Because what? The only, the only Harry wish. Potter games that I know
0: of were the ones that came out in coordination with the movies like in the mid-2000s. And then I think there was, didn't they put out like a Quidditch World Cup?
1: Yeah. So I actually owned all of them up till the fifth movie, including Quidditch World Cup. And I played the absolute piss out of all of them. Quidditch World yeah. Cup, I played a ton. Uh, honestly, the those games were good because they let you free roam uh, Hogwarts, pretty much, and it was fun and shit. But this is just a whole new level, this game.
0: Like, the detail that every single, like, gameplay footage that they've put out, like, showcase, it's just been more and more incredible. The detail... Um, in the castle and just how extensive and then it's not just the castle like it's it's a decent chunk of the The
1: grounds and
0: the grounds the scottish uh countryside in general hogsmead so i'm very excited to see and i i like the only thing i'm that they haven't like hinted at or done anything the only thing that I haven't seen that I still am hoping that they're just trying to keep it as like a major big time surprise Mm -hmm. is I would like to be able to go to Diagon Alley in some form or fashion like obviously it wouldn't be connected like you would have to like either do because I know like they've already admitted like the flu powder network is their fast travel system
1: oh that's cool
0: in game and like once you go past the flu powder like flame or whatever they're calling it that that's how you unlock the fast travel to that so you fast travel through flu powder so like if it's a like you can only get to like Diagon alley f- through the flu powder network and that's all right. fast travel. that's fine i just like i feel like it's too major of a staple to hogwarts and the wizarding world at least because i mean what we go there every single
1: in every <laughs> single harry potter book yeah at least once to start I, the book off, I feel like it would add to the the game as well because I mean, isn't the game storyline like you're an older like what you're, you're coming in as a fifth year, a fifth you're year coming in as a fifth year? Yeah. So I feel like they like, gotta show Diagon Alley, like because that's just part of like a the mo- only the big thing that we don't know, right? Is
0: or at least I haven't heard, and it would be surprising if it had been if they'd explained it without me hearing because of how much of a Hawk, I've been on looking for this stuff, but like they haven't explained, to my knowledge, like are you a transfer some from, uh, from another wizarding school, or are you literally just coming from like a non wizarding background at a later at a late age or whatever because of whatever connection you have to the ancient magic, which is like the one of the driving story plots that they're going with.
1: So I don't know if I'm just making this up, but I swear I saw somewhere that it was you're a late student. You're not a transfer. Yeah.
0: Well, the way I the way I caught that was that you're coming to hog. I that it was just them saying that you're coming to Hogwarts late.
1: Yeah. And I didn't
0: I didn't take it as a definitive like you're this is your first taste of a wizarding school because I feel like you'd but either way because like that's. Because to me, that's the difference. Because like, if you're like, this is your first introduction to the wizarding world or whatever for your character, then I feel like you would almost have to have Diagon Alley. Yeah, that's what I mean. Have is- to, <laughs> you yeah. have to go to. You would have to go to Ollivanders. You would have to get your wand. I'm pretty and everything sure like that's that,
1: on- bro. I don't know if I'm just pulling this out of my ass, but I swear you go pick out like your wand and shit. Like I,
0: like I said, I just don't remember it. Like because I have the amount of stuff I've watched about it has just been a lot of rehashings of the most recent uh, gameplay showcase so it might have just been I've looked at the more recent stuff so much so recently that I could have literally just kind of like over like you know overlapped some of that earlier stuff but I don't remember hearing anything about in that, ter- in that aspect.
1: Okay so I just googled it and this is from sure. Screen Rant and okay. they are saying that You will get to visit Diagon and Nocturne Alley. Oh, fuck yes. It said, the trailer already showcased a wand shop that was likely to be in Diagon Alley. Those looking for a darker path will also be able to step onto Nocturne Alley and see what horrible secrets they are to discover there. Okay, that makes
0: sense. But, I mean, I wouldn't put much stock... The only thing is, is I know that in Hogsmeade, because of the most recent showcase... The the devs were talking about how there is a broom shop. I know you said wand shop, but like there could be a wand shop. Why wouldn't why couldn't there be a wand shop at Hogsmead in the only wizarding one hundred percent wizarding village
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the United Kingdom when there's a broom shop there and like that's where you're going to like upgrade your brooms and stuff.
1: You get to in the it's, game. It's Insane here, you get to visit the Ministry of Magic too. Bro, I, that's
0: that's awesome. Like,
1: <laughs> the, more that, like I'm this, the more I'm just getting more jacks. Like, this is sick,
0: dude. Literally, every single time I throw up my my I, I turn on my PS5. Look, I don't play like any of my games on PS5 on my PS5 mm-hmm. mainly because I only have three and I've already played all three of them through like five times. <laughs> and so I literally, I'm just turning it on every so often just to look at the countdown on the oh. pre-order and I'm like, uh oh
1: even just like oh, so, I like I can't wait like, um, like I said earlier I played the absolute piss out of the old Harry Potter games specifically Chamber of Secrets because that game was sick that one you could go around and collect like beans and um, the uh, frog cards like you would go around and collect cards and stuff so like you could free roam the whole castle or at least what they had for the castle you could Go and do wizard duels because you know they set up the dueling to like prepare students. You know if they yeah. need to defend themselves. Like you could do that. Like all of that was so sick, and I put hours into that game. So like just seeing all the stuff they're gonna do for this game just brings out the like the inner child in me that I'm like, yes, I get to do this, but on again, but on a completely higher level. <laughs> yeah, and a uh,
0: next level. Like it's it's you like you like that's the best yeah. part it's it's,
1: it's you I'm being in hairy. the wizarding world yeah and I can be a dark wizard what, which I 110% percent am going to be honestly I I still don't know I'm I still I'm, haven't I, I'm a dark wizard. I still haven't I still haven't
0: <laughs> like I think it's going to be more of a go with the flow kind of thing at most and then like I will definitely be at least doing two playthroughs regardless To where the second playthrough I will do I will pick the opposite. So like if I just happen to stay naturally like good on the first one on the first playthrough, then yeah, I'm gonna go on a second playthrough and just go the complete dark wizard route.
1: So I'm not gonna lie when they first announced the game and like they're saying like what it was gonna be pretty much and like all this stuff. They're like, oh, you can choose your own path. I initially was going to be like, oh, I'll be a good wizard, you know, but then as soon as I could found out you could use the unforgivable curses, I'm like, All I'm so fucking oh, doing that. God. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to get this game just so I can not do that. I'm like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's an option, yeah. I'm doing it. And like <laughs> that is the, the
0: other thing of the most recent showcase of them, like showcasing like the 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 curses and how like you can literally like curse multiple different like enemies and then then they share damage so like if you curse like like six enemies and you avada cadaver one of them they all fucking die and you're just like i'm just sitting there looking at that i'm like (laughs) bro <laughs> I'm gonna yes. sit there and try. I'm gonna get I'm my sole purpose is going to be to get very good at getting that curses on people on enemies just so I can hit them with the the one hit knockout and take out like the entire
1: wave of enemy forces in one go. Oh yeah I'm I'm lit for it. I'm here for it I'm lit for it. And that was that was one thing also that I was a little worried about because a lot of the stuff I was hearing
0: before they did the whole combat showcase because it was the most recent one uh, was like the whole slottable spells and everything. I'm like, I and I sat there and I was hearing that phrase, slottable spells, and I'm sitting there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, that's gonna be tragic because Mm -hmm. that's gonna shrink down the world, uh, the wizarding world. And then I saw it. And because, like, I like the closest thing I have to in my gaming uh, past that when I was hearing that was Dragon Age Inquisition. And I, okay. I don't know. I never played any other Dragon Age games. So I don't know. I would, I would assume it would say the mechanics would roughly stay the same. But, like, mm-hmm. I heard slottable spells. And all, all I could think of was, like, in Dragon Age Inquisition, you literally have, like, your attacks are, like, like you have one attack set to x another attack set to uh square whatever around and just around that and then like but those are your four attacks so i was like you're gonna let me have four slottable spells and then the showcase happened and there's like no there's like you literally can cycle through so like you're gonna have a shit ton of spells like it's still the same like essence where they're at one part and it's just you just cycle through the pages essentially of them to get to it and i'm like so i was like it'll be i'm happy that it's keeping it more more options but i'm also like interested to see how convenient or inconvenient like having to like scroll through the different like slots to try to get what spell you want right is going to be but either way i'm excited even if it is only four spells that I get to use. Because they did also, have, like, the showcase showed that there's, like, one just generic uh, hitting them. Like, it's, like, L1 or something like that, where it looked like it's just... You just hit L or R1, and you're just shooting them with a basic, like, magic blast. Right. And you use that to kind of, like, keep, like, combos going while you, like, go through other stuff. I feel yeah. So i'm excited it's the wizarding world like oh that that game is going to dominate my life for about a month and a half because (laughs) in a month and a half after that comes out the other game the only other game i care about next year that comes out and that is jedi survivor oh my the sequel to jedi fallen order and Jedi Fallen Order was incredible.
1: Cal oh, Kestis was, was so, a great so character. Good. Um the game itself like the mechanics and just how it played was everything awesome. was so smooth. Like honestly to me
0: the only and like when you're dealing with something as massive as the universe of Star Wars it was a pretty decent like open world adjacent game of Star oh, Wars yeah. which like you really don't see, except for when you are talking about like the old Republic on PC back in the day. Oof, um, but it was it was pretty deep, and then like the level of customization customization with the oh, lightsaber at least was your dope.
1: outfits, the lightsaber, the ship—you could customize everything. I, I found the 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 attire
0: uh lacking like come on you never give me a jedi robes option like even yeah. as like the you could like you complete like you complete the game and they give you a in, in uh when you win when you complete the game they give you a uh inquisitor suit but they can't <laughs> for your like your next playthrough well, but they yeah bro you,
1: you can't but they can't give you jedi robes you can't be the obvious of a Jedi, I'm, bro. Come on! I'm
0: running around in a poncho, man, and not a lot. Of, and a lot of them weren't the greatest looking ponchos. Like I had maybe like five or six ponchos that I bounced around between, and even then, I really only stuck with like two. Yeah, or I went no poncho, poncho. Really? Yeah, I
1: didn't use a poncho. It was but good though. I'm I'm excited for this, this new game and Jedi Survivor. Like it.
0: Somehow they were able to expand on the gameplay. Like, just looking at it, it's like you have, like... What? Animals. Now that oh. you can, like... Like, interact with. Instead of just having... You know, they all just trying to kill you. Like, when you go to Kashyyyk. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So many animals on Kashyyyk just wanting to kill you.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> but, like... Uh... There's that one where you're literally like flying on one of them. Like you're hanging on to it thing is flying. Uh, You have a new like grapple mechanic now. It was showing and then there's still, I'm still trying to figure out like, I don't think it's a, it's not a co-op, but it's like, you're going out with like, a. you could go out with like a partner and like, they can come like tag in. Like I couldn't tell if it's like a tag in kind of thing or if it was just like a special finisher that you can do to where like cuz literally it was Cal fighting and then another dude like jumped over rolled over his back or whatever and uh like shot the guy like so I'm interested to see what that is all about.
1: Can we just talk um, about how then, good Cal looks with a beard? Dude.
0: <laughs> like it doesn't even feel like Fallen Order came out that long ago and the jump to next gen just makes them look that oh. much better and it's only been like it's what maybe
1: two three years tops so, absolute
0: tops I feel like
1: no it's more than that because I think I went in okay yeah you're right it was 2019 I'm pretty sure that game came out
0: so right at three years
1: yeah, cause uh, I went to Star Wars Celebration with Waylon, and we went to the premiere of that game, like the first, yeah, like footage they showed of it and everything. And That was in early like March or April of twenty nineteen, and then it came out like right before I think in the fall of twenty nineteen is when it came out. But oh man, like there's just the story was so
0: good. Cameron Monaghan' portrayal of Calcasus was amazing.
1: Bro, that was like, a cool had- part about going to Star Wars Celebration is he came out and was on the panel and was talking about it and shit. So we got to see him and everything. And they
0: like honestly, they did such a great job casting because like he's a dude that has some serious acting jobs. So like, it's so easy to slide him into live action. And it oh yeah, weird.
1: plus he's passionate about the whole project.
0: Yeah. Like, he, well, I mean, he grew up in the, he's the same age as us, if not, I think maybe, maybe just slightly older, by like a year tops. Like, he grew up in our generation, and we grew up with the, like, as much as hate as the prequels get, we still grew up when they were coming out in theaters. So, like, we were going too much theaters. hate from us
1: because we were kids when it came out, and that's what the movies were directed towards almost.
0: That's true. I mean, I gave them hate when I got older and I started understanding films better, and then the Disney trilogy came out, and it made me realize what I had when I. <laughs> how grateful I was to have what I had when I was a kid because, wow, well, the Disney trilogy. But we're not going to talk about that. We're here talking about video games mm-hmm. right now. But yes, Jedi Survivor, like. The gameplay looks incredible. I really want to see what a lot of the new stuff they're going to add. The fact that they added customization to the lightsaber of where you could have that cross guard, like uh, that's Kyla. sick.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think I will. I don't think I'll use it. Oh, I'm going to use it. The option again. It goes
1: back to if it's there, I'm going to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like, I just I'm not. I don't know if I'm sold on the look of it.
1: Like, Bro, just, I'm sold just, on
0: the. Dual wielding lightsabers. I'm sold on the double bladed lightsabers. Because, like, honestly, I was more of a dual wield lightsaber, even with Fallen Order. Because you could get it to where, like, you can break, like, detach them mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I, I, I want to say that it was, like, a full blown dual wield. But that's definitely my. I fell in love with Ahsoka's character. And so the dual wielding lightsaber is pretty dope. And I just well, liked recall. it
1: from Force Unleashed 2. So I played a lot of Force Un. I don't
0: have- I've played Force Unleashed 2, I think, all the way through it, like twice. But like, it was in that weird. It came out in that weird gray area for me when I wasn't like. The only real real games I played back then were like sports games, mm. and I didn't really venture out of sports games until I got my first three hundred and sixty. I yeah, I definitely. Because, like, I never played any of the Harry Potter games.
1: Oh, you missed out, man. That you, were te-
0: that you were that you were talking about. Like, I never played. I didn't even know that Quidditch World Cup game existed. Oh, until, that like, one was
1: the shit.
0: Yeah, I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I found out about it, I think, when they announced that Quidditch wouldn't be coming to Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, that sucks. But Yeah, like, I hadn't... I didn't hear about it until Hogwarts Legacy said they weren't doing Quidditch. And then they were like, so we're not world cup i'm like
1: what the fuck bro that's that's (laughs) such a dagger to me because i grew up on those games because i wasn't allowed to get an actual gaming system till i was like a teenager and then i so you're rocking the pc oh yeah Yeah. and i was rocking all them like harry potter games and star wars game like bro well the phantom menace video game was the tits i loved that (laughs) game
0: so, my my counterpoint at least to the Harry Potter side of things is you got to remember I lived in a fairly sheltered childhood and my parents didn't even really let me and my sister watch Harry Potter until the third oh, one was already in theaters.
1: Southern Baptist, yeah.
0: Yeah, my my <laughs> parents were th- were those kind of parents which always killed me. Like me and my sister still joke about it to this day that it was my it was our pastor of a father. <laughs> Who was the one that finally, when my mom was out of town to a teacher's convention on Mackinac Island, that we went to, uh, uh, oh, Mr. Movies there, out there in
1: Harvey. Oh, Harvey, yep, yep.
0: The old Mr. Movies. And, like, we went there and just randomly, my dad was just like, you guys want to watch Harry Potter? And he was the one that let us rent the first two Harry Potters and we watched both of them in the same night.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Uh, scared the crap. Of, Cause we were, like, it was still, like, we were still young enough but chambers of chamber of secrets we watched that at like 11 o'clock at night by the time we got to it and so we have the 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 hissing of the bat no the basilisk or yeah the basilisk just like hissing in the walls and stuff at 12 o'clock at night and you've been in my house you remember (laughs) the the deck right with that big sliding yeah, before we built that deck, that sliding glass door was just this giant window that looked out into our backyard of darkness, and so and that's where one of our chairs were, and so, like, me and my sister were literally, like, sitting on the chair watching this with all that, and then, like, we just look out, and then we just had this pitch-black window staring out into our backyard. Oh. God. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> Terrified us
1: <laughs> that I'm first weak. time we watched it. Yeah. Well, my, so, it was, like, I was almost in the same boat, like... A lot of my, because at Father Marquette, I'm surprised they even allowed the books at Father Marquette, to be honest. But they had Same. them in the library. <laughs> and uh, a lot of my friends, like, close friends, like, family friends that my mom was also friends with, like, the mom and stuff, like, the whole family, they wouldn't let their kids read or watch the movies. And my my parents didn't give a shit. So I was like, that's surprising one, but dope too, because <laughs> me and my sister loved Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. Oh. But. Okay. Video games wise, I think. Like I said, unless you have came across a third video game that's coming out that you want to I talk mean, about. Because I can't. I can't think the, of
1: any. That's just a yearly installment of 2K for me. But uh. <laughs> eh.
0: Like, I it's not; those aren't games I look forward to. Um, I do. No, it's like, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like i'm i'm glad when it comes out but like it's to the point now where they don't change a lot no which is one of the main reasons why i've stopped playing sports games as hard as i used to it's like they they've i don't play any other same.
1: sport game except 2k and it's only I mean, because of play, 2k's online
0: i still play madden and like fifa but i think those three are about the extent and even then I probably only play Madden until about halfway through the regular season of NFL,
1: because
0: <sighs> basically once basketball season tips off, I'm pretty much strictly 2K. Yeah,
1: I mean, 2K just has it. They the only reason it's a fun game is because of the online my career play. Like that's the only. I mean, yeah, sure. and and you can like messing around with your own league and like doing that kind of stuff is fun, but definitely the online carries 2K.
0: Yeah that well yeah (laughs) and and honestly that's like because we we've we've fallen off playing it so much like i mean we've rekindled it as a as a group this year like before that i never really it's been what like two or three years since we played online like legitimately together on 2k and so like oh yeah i don't i don't play online too like i'll play my career until about the regular season tips off once the regular season tips off i start working on like all i'm doing is i'm doing like uh dynasties and and stuff and so i do a lot of offline play which suffers greatly because they're so focused
1: on doing mm-hmm. my career and even my career is still kind of shit yeah, i i'm i'm a big just park wreck guy so i'm happy with just those that's <laughs> fair but uh, what do we got next here? TV? TV.
0: And I'm looking through some of these. And I'm going to. St- I want to start it off with a show that I know you haven't. S- I don't think you've
1: seen. Oh, Okay. I-,
0: I feel like I've talked to you about like. It's one of. It is a show I'm obsessed with. It's one of my like obsession shows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love it to death.
1: Everything about it's amazing. Uh, and that's uh, Ted Lasso. I have not seen it. Isn't that okay? Isn't that because isn't it only on like Apple, whatever? It's on Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I am paying for Apple TV, bro. It's. <laughs> but well, I've heard, heard great
0: things about the show. You. First off, I mean, you can literally find it online for free. We used to do it all the time when we were in high school. <laughs> all right, so you could find it I know. if you wanted to. Um. Uh, but. The first two seasons, like, I mean, A, we're talking about a TV show. For people who don't know, it's literally a TV show almost 100% inspired from a string of commercials from the early 2010s for when NBC got the, uh, the rights to broadcast Premier League soccer games here in the States. And they did this whole campaign where Jason Sudeikis, who is still on SNL at this time, was a American football coach that got hired to go be a soccer manager for the Tottenham Hotspurs in the (laughs) Premier League, and he's like the he's plays the clueless, uh, Midwestern because I mean Jason Sudeikis is from Kansas, so they made Ted Lasso from Kansas, right. Uh, and so he's Midwesterner who knows nothing about the sport of soccer, and like it's just a bunch of him in uh, like press conferences about it, <laughs> and it's just it, like the commercials are hilarious, and the first season, like the first few episodes of the first season, does rehash some of the jokes that are told in those series of commercials. Love it, but literally, it's those series of commercials is what spawned Ted Lasso, the TV show, and it is way more than just a comedy, like my goodness yeah, it's I've heard like really emotionally driven it's it's a great uh representation of what i feel is healthy masculinity you know like talk people like to say toxic masculinity and stuff like that this is the exact opposite
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's just a great like representation of that and it also you know it deals with uh the m- stigma of mental health not only in sports but in but men coming forward with mental health issues and struggles and stuff like that and it shines a light on that a lot and then it's still on top of everything it's still funny as fuck like it's still a dude who knows nothing about the sport coming to like everyone calls him wanker like one of my favorite lines from the first season Uh, it's like his first day at the club or whatever and him and coach beard who is his assistant coach that comes with him from uh kansas to come uh coach soccer with him uh they're at a they're at the local pub and uh everyone keeps calling everyone keeps calling him wanker (laughs) and and he just he just blows off he's like oh yeah thanks and then the the pub owner she comes over to him and they're like ted don't let him don't let him call you wanker (laughs) and he's like he's like what does that even mean and it just and all she does is just looks at him and then puts her hand around an invisible penis in the air and <laughs> pretends to jerk it off. And he's just and all it is it just shows him staring at her and he's just like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm a visual learner, so that really helps me out. <laughs> I'm just like,
1: I'm just like, yeah.
0: But like it's it's a lot of humor like that. And then uh, it's just it's just great. It's a, like every person I've shown it to, even Willie, Willie loves it uh my parents and like this show has some serious like some decent language and even my parents are obsessed with it like everyone like i said that i have gotten to watch this show absolutely loves this show and then on top of it jesus has won like he won the emmy for best actor in a comedy or musical oh
1: well.
0: this on the last this last year for season one I don't, and then season two, I think he should probably win another one.
1: So they're coming out. I don't know season three here
0: season three should be coming is coming out this year. And like, I'm a little, I'm a little torn because at most the creators and the right, like, uh, the writers and Sidakis, who is an executive producer along with the, the actor who plays coach beard, they're both executive producers and like, they're not they don't think there's going to be they can do us they can keep going after at least four Uh, seasons like there there are there there's a real chance that season three is it yeah but they also feel like they could at least get four and then if they were to do anything after four they feel like they would pretty much have to completely like repilot right essentially which i don't think would be good for the show So I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't wait to see what happens next. But I'm also like, uh, it's almost over. Right. Because like, this is what they have planned, but that is the show I'm most excited for. Well, I wouldn't say most excited for, but I just, it doesn't, it gets all this critical success, but it, to me, it still doesn't get enough credit by the general public. And so for the like six, I think that just comes down to it being
1: on Apple.
0: Yeah, but honestly, it's still like, it sucks that it's only on Apple TV. So, I mean, the average person
1: a- isn't going to go out and find it online. Like, yeah, but
0: honestly, I would say it's easily one of I'd say it's probably the best comedy. I don't even like to call it a comedy because like I said, like the issues it ta- deals with, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just such a it has such a serious. No, it's just it's Jason Sudeikis. The man oozes funny. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, so it's just... And the entire cast is hilarious. And, like, uh, ha- Hannah Waddingham plays the owner of the soccer club. I know you're not going to know the name. Mm-mm. But unlock your memory banks. And remember in Game of Thrones when Cersei has to do the walk of shame. And then there's that one... Cult lady walking behind her, yelling "shame" in yeah, her, yeah, in her yeah, ear. Yeah. yeah, that's Hannah Waddington. <laughs> She's the owner of the of the soccer team. Um, <laughs> it, it's fantastic. Uh, but other than that, like it's a bunch of actors that you don't know because they're all Brit- Brits that have stayed in Britain for the most well, part. Well,
1: isn't uh, the new her- Hercules and Marvel? Yes, Brett um, Goldstein. Yeah, he's, yes, he's, he's on that show. Yes, he is
0: honestly he's my favorite character of the show. He's he, it's just great like you're gonna ha- I, I highly suggest that you find it online and and enjoy it yeah but all right that's that's one of my picks what what what, what else what other shows are you looking forward to?
1: I mean the plethora of Star Wars shows. Every single one of them, yeah. I think there's the th-
0: what th- I-, I say the three. Well, there's the two big ones with Ahsoka and Mando season three, and then they
1: have the acolyte. Everything is acolyte supposed to be this year?
0: Because yeah. I know Skeleton Crew is supposed to be this year, which amazes me. Me and Willie were talking about it uh, last night, and it's like, so this is what threw us for a loop when we were looking at acolyte stuff. Um, Jude Law is the only cast member <laughs> on IMDb. No, no, no. Like, this is a show that's filming. Like, they've released set photos of Jude Law as hit, as a brand new original Star Wars character that we've never seen before. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. The IMD description, though,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of it quite literally says that it the show follows... A group of ten-year-olds that are a lot that get uh wrapped like wrapped up in the the Star Wars universe or something like that, and I'm sitting there it's like group of ten-year-olds. Jude, Jude Law's the only cast member.
1: <laughs> hmm, <laughs> what is
0: going on? Interesting. So I mean, I like that's one of those ones where it's like it keeps saying 2023, but I'm like. There's a lot of stuff that has to, there's a lot more information that should probably come out before I would even be confident that this show is going to make it in 2023.
1: Yeah, it's saying Acolytes is supposed to come out in 2023. In August of 2023. I know Acolyte,
0: yeah, Acolyte at least has like a full fledged out cast, at least announced and stuff. And like they've been filming that one I'm interested in. Um,
1: Probably the most
0: anticipated one is Ahsoka though, that one. No, I hate this. And I hate saying this but if you look at the the like any poll online or whatever with all these stupid peons that don't know jack shit Mm-mm. about star wars until freaking disney bought it all they care about is mando season 3 which don't get me wrong i'm kind of excited but oh well, yeah but anyone worth their salt that knows jack shit about star wars is Like, it's Ahsoka.
1: Well, I mean, not only that, but like, it's a brand new, like, story. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's what, season three of Mando? Like, I think just the sheer fact that it's a brand new show and you know it's going to be good because it deals with Ahsoka and it deals with all the shit. It deals
0: with Ahsoka. It's Dave Filoni, yeah, who created Ahsoka and made Ahsoka what what the character that she is. And he's the one that's running the show for it. And then, you know
1: what's not to mention.
0: Not to mention it's basically going to be uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 5 based on the castings. Because they brought in the cast of Sabine Wren. The, it's still only rumored that Mary Elizabeth Weinstead is supposed to be playing Hera. Uh, they casted Ezra Bridger. And the best part I think that they could have ever done. And it's still, far as I'm concerned, it's still technically a rumor. But it's one of those things where it's technically a rumor because it's just hasn't been confirmed. Like it's 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 a it's like ninety nine percent a fact. It just hasn't been officially confirmed
1: mm-hmm.
0: from Feloney. But Lars Mickelson has been casted as Admiral Thrawn. And I know you don't know names, Mm-mm. and I don't expect you to know this dude's name. But my thing of why I'm so excited about it is because Thrawn is the best non-force oh, using villain in all of Star his Wars own
1: origin story. And
0: in the show he's this ingenious, tactical conniving, man. tactical, uh, very like matter-of-factly, very little emotions factoring into anything that he does. And he's this presence, this blue skinned alien with beaming red eyes that just burn into your soul. With in Rebels, a very distinct, calm, cool, collected, calculated voice that matches everything about his persona. Wasn't he one of the Lars Mikkelsen is the dude who voiced him in the Rebels? So we're keep they casted him to keep. Like, A, go Google him, because I know you'll recognize him from other things. I just can't, off the top of my head, I can't name it. But he voiced Thrawn in Rebels. He has a, he looks, he's got a good look to where I feel like he would look very menacing as Thrawn with the blue skin and the red eyes. And then on top of that, it's still Thrawn's voice. Because to me, Thrawn's voice and how, like I said, like, how it's always completely under control. Every single thing that he says, yeah. It's like his getting his voice right to me is more important than anything else. It's like think think like in nineteen like the onset Darth Vader uh, Prowse, oh, however yeah. his name pronounced, and how he would talk on set, yeah, doing the lines, but in his like super Scottish accent, and then they came in and James Earl Jones, yeah. Or even like more recently with Darth Maul, how it's been Ray Park as the physical live-action Darth Maul, but it's been Sam Witwer's voice for Darth Maul. The voice matters, and Lars Mikkelsen had the perfect voice for Thrawn, and I think
1: Definitely.
0: I'm very glad that they're keeping him on the role because I would have been very upset.
1: Wasn't Thrawn like one of the only characters that they made like canon from the, uh, shit? What is it called? There's that whole series of like legends. And, yeah, legends. He's the only one that they made like. Um, I don't know if he's the only one, or at least he might
0: have been the first one. Uh, but he was just also, such a good character they couldn't. It's not even that. It's you got to look at who who introduced him. And it's Filoni. Well, yeah. Dave, but I mean, Dave. Like to me, I love like yes, Star Wars created by George Lucas and Spielberg helped, but it was George Lucas's baby, and he did such a great job and everything. But for our generation, Dave Filoni is Star Wars. Oh yeah. Like I res- I respect George Lucas, but Dave Filoni took just the seedling. Of Star Wars that Lucas created and has made it so much more. Because without Felony we don't have some of my like some of my favorite characters. Like Thrawn, obviously, Thrawn wouldn't be Canon. You have pretty much the entire ghost crew, Kanan, Hera, Zeb, Sabine, Ezra, Chopper. Chopper, who's my favorite droid in all of Star Wars. And then you have Ahsoka, Rex, uh, From Clone Wars and fives echo all these other clones from Clone Wars all so like I said easily my favorite characters of Star Wars don't exist without Dave Filoni yeah and so yeah anytime Dave Filoni wants to do anything Star Wars it would he would have to fuck up so horrendously awful for me to n- not defend him on any star Wars thing that he does ever. I like John Favreau too. Favreau's good. Favreau's just a good filmmaker. Like the man knows how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of them together to, is money to me. It's just, yeah, like they're, they're money in star Wars, but cause even, cause even Favreau, because he got Mandalorian, he got the Mandalorian, like he was handed the reins, So he was, Able to take a get a brand new character, and he was able to create it the way he wanted, that and first, so I man, like no to me
1: was so fucking lit. <laughs> like,
0: to me, that's what that's what that's what makes Star Wars like all the good things of Star Wars is always when you get a passionate director getting a brand new, never before seen character that they can just make how they want
1: mm-hmm.
0: because like even we, we've we had this discussion Force Awakens not a great Star Wars movie but is better than the other two Disney ones and even then like Finn was a compelling character in it Poe Dameron was a compelling character in it Ray piqued your interest Kylo was piqued your interest and that's just because J.J. Abrams had this whole slew of new characters that he was passionate about because they were his characters and then everything went off the rails after that,
1: but Kylo was sick till he took his mask off. That's a fact.
0: (laughs) Like I love Adam driver, but yeah, taking the mask off really killed the vibe. Just seeing Adam driver's face. It's (laughs) very, it's very unassuming. Like it's, it's, it's a very non-threatening face. like, that's a good thing for you, Adam driver. You know, you have a very welcoming face, but yeah, it kind of killed the, Killed the vibe.
1: I mean, speaking of animation, though, I'm excited for Invincible Season (laughs) 2. Dude,
0: it also terrifies me.
1: Why? They have so many comments to go off of, like comics.
0: No, like, it's going to be great. And that's not what I'm I'm talking about. I am intentionally avoiding all comics based on invincible because of how much I enjoyed the first season. So I want to go into every season with no knowledge other than what happened in the season previous.
1: Bro. Same. Like, like I had, when I first started watching, I had no fucking clue what it was. And then I started watching, I was like, Oh, this is gory. I was like, Oh, this is sick. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's
0: been, the thing. however, I've not done the best job of it in terms of like pretty much everything he only wins at the end of season 1 because Omni-Man's his dad and he was able to like get through to him a little bit and so he couldn't like finish off with his plan but I did I have seen just enough to know that Omni-Man in the grand scheme of the rest of their race is a bitch. Oh yeah, he's a little bitch. And he bodied everyone. And so now all of a sudden there's going to like
1: the what other characters of their race
0: is insane. What other characters are about to fucking bite the dust because the big boys are about to come to fucking earth and be like, "Hey, figure your fucking life's out?" Yeah. It's because holy shit. It's legit. Cuz
1: it's just such see, a, Again, <laughs> like
0: Omni-Man, like I said, literally body Every single person that came in front of him, and then and I, and then I found out that he's not even that strong mm-hmm. in comparison, and it's just like, holy fuck, what are these other guys gonna do? Yeah, and keeping it on superhero themed from Amazon, I'm staring at the picture of it on this list right now, so I feel like the the boys spinoff Gen V. I know very little about it, yeah, but it has piqued much. my interest based off of the trailer.
1: The, boys, like, it's, the boys. Just, yeah, it's the boys. It's the boys
0: universe. Good. So I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it.
1: I loved even the animated little short series. Like short.
0: There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only other, I mean, then you go like, yeah, we have like season three of the witcher, which is going to be Henry Cavill's last one. Yep. Um, so that actually makes me more sad than excited, just knowing that it's gonna be his last. Because I don't know if you've seen anything about the Witcher spinoff Blood Origin that I came have out on seen Netflix.
1: Something about that.
0: Yeah, it's shit.
1: That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I saw. And was that it was trash.
0: It was super trash, and all of these reports of like Henry Cavill basically getting fired from the witcher because he was trying to he was passionate about the project and he was literally like changing the script to keep things in line to what he knew the fans would be wanting and i look at blood origin where he had nothing to do with it and see what netflix how netflix fucked it and i'm sitting there like i have little faith going for the witcher after season three oh yeah i mean it's because if cav like cavill is king of the nerds man yeah and if he's not going to be there to to fight for it like
1: well he was a fan of the uh, books before he even took the role so that's why he uh
0: yeah he's read every single like that's one of my favorite things i remember like in uh like one of the, the best stories from season when they were filming season one is like uh they were talking about how like henry would be there on set and it's funny now hearing like how the execs and stuff have worded it now and like hindsight trying to get like getting rid of him compared to when they were talking about it how he was on the set in season one saying like quoting like book, book page and paragraph yeah off the top of his head and he's like this would be a great line for like this part here or this part here and i'm just like Bro, that's amazing, and now they're like, "Oh yeah, no, it was a toxic work environment," and like, no, and I love, like, it. I appreciated that they went out of their way to like make sure that it was like he wasn't being sexist or anything. It was just, or like, sexually inappropriate, but he was just being misogynistic in like by making like a bro gamer culture on set. It's like, dude, what? you're making a tv show that yes it's based on books but is really only popular in the united states based of the video games yep and your lead is the one of the biggest video game nerds out there like i don't how did you expect that not to be like some form of a gamer culture kind of taking shape there i don't know how that thought process went through their head or how they were surprised by that. Um, but real quick, there's two other things. Two other shows, just quick mention that are coming out that i upset. said. Up. Uh, season 2 of Loki.
1: Yes. Because,
0: Jesus, i I love to see how that's going to lead in. Because I feel like that's got... That's either going to lead in to uh, Quantum, Man in the Wasp Quantumania, or it will deal with the fallout from... I can't remember when Loki season two comes out in comparison to quantum mania, but there's no way that they're not going to be like right there connected whether it be leading in or dealing with the immediate fallout. So I'm excited for that. And then another pro gamer culture, the last of us. Oh yeah. I swear to God, if that show is as good as it looks like it's going to be, um, Pedro Pascal is, oh my goodness, amazing! You get him for Mandalorian, nails it, and now he's got another video. Now he's got a video game adaptation coming out, and if it if they nail this, people are going to be looking at Pedro Pascal as another king of the nerds. Even though I don't think he's that nerdy, he's just a good just actor, great actor, taking great roles and killing it. Yep. So I'm I'm excited for that. But let's quickly let's, uh, both of us, both of us will to save some time here. Just I know it's I know it's gonna be hard, but for the movies here, no. um, <laughs> let's both just pick two to, that two. we are most excited about. Just two, two. Dude, there's a long list. There's a long list. We'll do a. We can do like a quick uh, like honorable mention. On the way out, but, like, let's just at least both pick, like, two that we want to somewhat get into. Bro. Right. I'll let you go first, so, and then I'll pick my two. Bro, I can't then.
1: even. I'm scrolling through, and I just, every time I scroll, it's another movie that I'm just lit about.
0: All right, do you want me to go first, then, so I at least take two of them off your table? Yes. Okay, number one is that I'll take off the table, which I don't think it was probably really going to be, is is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. It is which one's Christopher Nolan. Ooh, already gonna be with, good. Killian, with Killian Murphy. Yeah. Like, listen to this cast. Alright, Christopher Nolan's wrote and direct produced it. The stars of it. Killian Murphy. Florence
1: Pugh. Which Ooh, I love. Say enough. Say less. <laughs> say less. Hold on. No no no. You no. can you end right there. No no you no. no, right no. <laughs> listen.
0: Listen to the, No, because it gets better. Emily Blunt. Matt Damon, wow. Robert Downey Jr., wow. Rami Malek, Josh Hartnett, which I don't know if you recognize that name, but Black Hawk Down. He's the main okay. guy from Black Hawk Down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, all of them in this show, in this movie. And it's about uh, Oppenheimer, who was like the lead scientist on the Manhattan Project. Yeah, in the nuclear yeah. Bomb. I don't know if you've heard any of the news, but like, like one of the biggest things is that he, they really did a recreated. Nuke. Yeah, they recreated. For, I was like Christopher Nolan. Like I know that you're a fan of practical effects, <laughs> but I feel like you should probably draw the line somewhere before recreating nuclear explosion. Um, but hey, that's just me. We'll see how it comes out on the film. Bro, but Christopher cute. Nolan, Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite film ma- makers of the modern era and oh, he very rarely makes a movie that isn't i amazing. don't absolutely <laughs> love yeah and then killian murphy who's a staple to christopher nolan films for yep. anyone who's in the know but killian murphy is ridiculously underrated as an actor and he would have been even more underrated had it not been for peaky blinders like if peaky blinders doesn't happen Killian Murphy goes through most of his career with no one really, like, with him only being that guy from that other movie. Mm-hmm. Just because, but he's such a. Oh. And the fact that he's actually in the starring
1: role yeah, that's of a
0: Nolan film instead of just, like, the side, like, a side character. Where that's most of his movies are he's usually the side the character
1: or the dude from Scarec- uh, yeah inception <laughs>
0: yeah where he's just an ancillary character like still a great character and it's all and he always performs well but to see him like take the lead for nolan for once is very exciting because he's one of my favorite actors in general and then again the rest of the cast is also Florence. insane. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Florence.
0: I mean, RDJ's there too, but sure, Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I'll let's see. I'll take the other one I want to talk about as well. We talked about it earlier, but I'll take it off your plate, and that's Dune. Oh, part two. Yes. So, like, I think I've even said it on the podcast, but I know we were talking about it earlier, but like, I was excited about the first part, like part one and then it was amazing
1: Dude, and now so I've
0: good. read the entire novel and so I know what is still to come and to see it on screen by yeah. Denis Villeneuve who is I'm not going to say he's Visually he is an incredible director. Mm-hmm. like uh, I'm, I, I haven't seen enough of his work to where I want to stamp like he's a legitimately good director like Christopher Nolan. It's just dune was incredible. but it like so I know good. visually visually he always has like the way he uses lighting and the, the cinematography of his movies, they're so beautifully well done. And now we're dealing with something at the scope of Dune, and it was fantastic. And so to see where he goes next with it, plus more Zendaya always, and Timothy Chalamet. Timothy! So, and again, just knowing what's coming up, just, oh man. Like, there is some, for anyone who hasn't read the book or even seen the original 1980s film, where they actually just do the entire book in one movie (laughs) uh there's some some big time shit fucking about to go down and it's gonna be incredible
1: yeah i'm excited i'm really excited for that one yeah really excited the only thing is i really hope the audio is a
0: little bit better mixed because my god that audio for the first one, man, was all over the place.
1: I don't even know anymore. I have subtitles ripping 24 7. So, like, it's not a huge thing. I, I don't mind watching with subtitles. Bro, I, you see, but... you've noticed, like, it's, sh- you get so much more input from subtitles. Like, fuck, I forgot what movie we watched like, recently. I have bad
0: hearing, but I'm not bad enough to where I, I still catch pretty much everything that's being said, especially if it's a movie, like, if it's a movie I'm fully engaged with, I don't miss things. Nah,
1: bro. Subtitles, they'll say, they'll show stuff like people whispering in the background, and they'll say what they, like, you'll hear what they said, and it's like, just game-changing. Mm. Like, All right. we, were, we were watching Christmas Vacation the other day, National Lampoon. Oh, and, yeah. bro, there were things I was cracking up about, because there was just shit I had never heard before, and I watch that movie every year of my life. And it, like, there were just things that showed up on the subtitles I'd never heard. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. Your two movies. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to cheat. Yeah. I'm going to cheat and say the Marvel movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many coming out next year? Uh, I know at we least got two. Guardians of
1: the Galaxy 3. Oh,
0: three, right. Guardians, the Marvel Guardians, the Marvel count Spider-Man and the
1: awesome. across the Spider-Verse and then quantum mania to you. And well, I, I think that's it for Marvel, but
0: the trailer for guardians three makes me nervous.
1: Ooh, it's going to be so
0: someone's, good. oh, it's going to be good, dying. but yeah. someone's definitely dying. And I, yes, I love that entire guardians cast. That's going to be rough either way. Um, I bet you it's Drax. I think it's going to... I think I w- would be more surprised if it's not more than two people that die. That's a good call. I bet you I Drax think is Drac- one of them. <laughs> Drax and Rocket are the way I'm leaning.
1: It's just... Um, it's going to be good. Yeah. High evolutionary, all that shit. Oof. Oof.
0: Yeah, and then... Ant Man and the Wasp. We mentioned it like that again. Also makes me nervous because why are you bringing in Cassie Lang in her own little Ant Man suit when you have a bunch of other young Avengers coming around Uh, in this? And it makes me very nervous for Paul Rudd.
1: Oh yeah, bro. This this next (laughs) next, bro, fuck off. This next phase of Marvel is gonna be the equivalent of like Empire Strikes Back. The the bad guy is gonna win this next day is a marvel
0: well yeah that was the big thing is like with infinity wars like oh they finally let the bad guy win I am with you in the sense like I mean look at some of the look at like you said the big bad for guardians 3 is like the high evolutionary how the fuck he's a god in the Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> <He's-> <laughs> there's no <laughs> beating him like, everyone's like well ego is no ego Never. was an eternal it's different different it's a whole other like is a that's a few tiers above the high evolutionaries a few tiers above ego and so like how are you gonna win that one and then am in the wasp you have literally kang the conqueror who is the this arc big villain It's like how the fuck you know he's not gonna win oh he's gonna slap some fuckers around well you're like you know Ant-Man and the Wasp ain't gonna win shit Hell if their main no. villain is the villain for Hell the entire no. saga. Yeah. So like so I was like, you know Kang's gonna win Plus, at some point face, unless they the actor do like the King whole got
1: yoked buddy.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean like the only the only way I could see like them winning is if they go full blown into the uh Council of Kangs, which is literally Different Kangs from across the multiverse yeah. that have already taken over and they have their own thing. And like that's literally what it is. He just beats one of them and then the other one's just like, hey, bitches.
1: Yeah. Coming to correct things.
0: Well. Kind of thing.
1: I don't know if this is accurate, but what I've the vibe I'm getting from trailers and shit is that like Kang actually needs Ant Man's help. So I think he's trapped
0: in the uh He's trapped in the quantum realm.
1: Yeah, so I think he's gonna help him because he has like no other choice. Like he's gonna wax his ass if he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like he's gonna wax his ass anyways once he gets out. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm very seeing his
0: daughter in an ant man type suit mm-hmm. makes me nervous. Uh for because I love Paul Rudd. So yeah not super excited like i'm excited but also terrified um the marvels honestly i could care less yeah it's gonna suck like i'm honestly i'm gonna wrap captain in marvel i i haven't been a fan of brie larson as captain marvel i haven't liked anything they've done with the role of captain marvel i do however i was a fan as miss marvel's show wasn't Sucked. great but the actress playing her was perfect. Like she had, like, cause she was like Miss Marvel in the comics is the ultimate fangirl of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and they literally went out and got a fangirl of the Avengers to play Miss Marvel. And so I was, I her energy and everything that they had. God,
1: that show! Like just I was so here
0: for it, and the fact that in the fin- well, like my biggest thing going into the show was that I didn't like how they like. Changed her changed powers. her powers. Yeah, but at, in the finale, in like the big final fight, it like she literally says him big "in biggin and does not biggin and it's like mm-hmm. okay, at least it's somewhat back to what her thing is. It's just she's a mutant. instead of oh, dude,
1: I mm, mm, don't get on <laughs> that one.
0: I honestly didn't hate the show until that. Like, I love I loved her in the role so much that and a lot of the other side characters I didn't I liked to where I looked over a lot of flaws with that show cuz I just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the characters, I enjoyed the charisma that some that they had, but the second they dropped the M word,
1: <laughs>
0: they shoehorned it in, pissed me off, and it only pissed me off because in the comics, Miss Marvel already had gets her powers Because she's a freaking inhuman. Yeah. But no, instead you give her this cosmic bracelet from a parallel universe that gives her her powers or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, so we're just scrapping inhumans because that shitty ABC TV show that had 10 episodes was so shit that they're just doing away with it. And then I was like, fine, whatever. Because again, and then even in the same episode, I was like. They brought her powers to at least look relatively how they were how they nor how they originally are from the comics. So I was like, cool, they still brought it around. I'm here for it. I'm ok. I'm game with the changes. And then at the very end of that episode, they dropped the they dropped the M word, and I'm like, <laughs> just make her a freaking inhuman. Everyone knows the mutants, man. You don't have to shoehorn backdoor the mutants that hard. The into, only reason into the MCU like fuck them for doing that uh the inhumans were the ones that needed the redemption not the x-men and keeping her as an inhuman would have advanced the mcu far better than making her a mutant to introduce the mutants who already have a bunch of characters that thanks to fox literally everyone on the planet loves yeah. I mean,
1: the only. The Inhumans
0: not- need the readjustment after that shit show of a TV show
1: there's no, that no, they try to go with. There's probably not going to be Inhumans at this point. The only way they'd bring that in is with. Uh... I mean, they felt confident. Well,
0: Sam Raimi felt confident enough to at least bring the same actor who played Black Bolt in the TV show to come back as Black Bolt and get his head blown off from Wanda. Yeah. In Doctor Strange, but.
1: It's going to be a while such,
0: before they do that. I, I, I'm not like crazy about the Inhumans, but I like the royal family. Like I love Black Bolt. And so I just want to see Black Bolt done right. And it hasn't happened. And then they made the most popular Inhuman in their entire comic book arsenal. A freaking mutant.
1: Yeah, the only reason I was excited off. for that was because I opened the door for mutants in the MCU. But oh, that was the only you reason. You
0: don't even need to.
1: There are so many easy ways. You could
0: literally just throw out an X Men movie, and you could quite literally just, especially what we're five years right, five years blip. Okay, bet. Boom. That's what. That's what started. That's what uh, hit the X. Ex- the mass. So like, what I'm, tr- what I'm trying to say is. Mutants have been around for a while. They've just been in hiding. And like, Xavier and Magneto are two of them that have been around for a while, but they've been in in hiding and stuff like that, or working from the shadows, but never wanting to take an active role because they don't want to expose the limited number. You make the blip the massive uh, event that sends the ripples through the universe, and that's what activates the dormant X-genes in people all around the world and then you have that 5 year jump. So it's like you could get like a 6 year old or like a 9 year old with a mutation and boom, look at that. You have Cyclops at 16 years old. Mhm. For the for the for the X-Men movie. And you get a brand new young core cast of the main X-Men that everyone loves and you get to move forward from there and then it's still it's shoehorned in It's just there were so few in number that they wanted it to stay hidden, except for you know, Magneto still being a dick, but doing it sneakily. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that would also that would explain Trask and uh, Trask going trying to find all the mutants, because all of a sudden there's just this giant thing of mutants, and he's gonna go and build his freaking robots, his sentinels, to take care of it, and then that it would ignite. Uh, mr sinister or yeah mr sinister for just going out and kidnapping mutants to experiment and steal their powers which is what he does in the comics mm-hmm. and he's like oh i have all these brand new test subjects make him one of the like og mutants if you will and he's like now there's this f- fresh batch of x gene and mutants and stuff right there for the picking and so we just go have him literally kidnap a bunch of them steal their powers torture them you know do experiments on them and then that's who the x-men have to go save there boom x-men first film right there <laughs> yeah even even better you have you have scott be one of the ones that gets kidnapped by mrs sinister as like the 15 year old and you have his older brother nathan right is it nathan yeah yeah i don't remember who's art who gets found by xavier and Like, they form the the X-Men full of people to go help. But you leave it to where it's like, Scott is the one that's kidnapped.
1: But no. (laughs) Why do that? I don't know. I'm very passionate about that. I'm actually surprised looking at it, given the circumstances, how many DC movies are actually coming out next year as well.
0: Well, I mean... Flash and Aquaman were pretty much done. Yeah, they were too far gone to those trains were already rolling. Uh honestly, part of me is really hoping that James Gunn and Peter Safran are able to like scrub the Blue Beetle movie of any reference to anything that happened in the DC universe before that and just let the Blue Beetle movie be the first like Stepping off point just because the actor that they casted the for him perfectly casted the suit looks magnificent. Hmm. Um, for him, and so yeah, just and plus we've seen Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. We've seen all these people like done to death over the last however many years that they've been clamoring trying to catch up to Marvel. So yeah, why not go with a Still popular but lesser known hero, like Marvel did with Iron Man in two thousand eight, yeah, as the starting off point. Plus, he's a teenager, so you also can kind of go like he's this fun, energetic teenager. So you got that whole like Spider Man kind
1: of vibe going for him, right? With with the blue beetle suit. I honestly, after seeing Black Adam. I wish, one, they weren't going to scrap Black Adam, but two, I'm actually looking forward to Shazam Fury of the Gods because I enjoyed the first Shazam.
0: Oh, I love Shazam. That's honestly, more than anything, the, the only thing that I'm upset about of the total scrapping of the DC uh, EU or whatever they call it mm-hmm. is losing Zach- is the possibility of losing Zachary Levi as Shazam.
1: Bro, it was just the first. He's amazing.
0: The first one was so much fun.
1: I watched it recently, and like, like I've seen it a bunch, but like just watching it recently, especially after Black Adam, I was like, this shit is good.
0: Like, it really is. It's probably their, like, it's probably their best one. Like, I would, I would say it because it doesn't have a shitty third act, like Wonder Woman. Like, if Wonder Woman's third act was a little bit better. Then it would be Wonder Woman.
1: Wonder Woman Hands was good, down. but Wonder if Woman their third eighty four. The third was sucked. well,
0: yeah. Wonder Woman eighty four sucked, but Wonder Woman was good for two thirds of the movie, and then it went to kind of shit.
1: I don't know. I enjoyed when she fought. Uh, what's his nuts?
0: Yeah, the classic Zack Snyder, even though he wasn't the fucking director for this movie at all, but gigantic CGI slugfest that you can't that has so many poor lighting and then with random <laughs> flashes of light that you can't actually see what the fuck's going on yeah it's really great
1: i thoroughly enjoyed that movie when it came but out.
0: instead what do you get with shazam's third act you get the shazam family still fighting CGI monsters but down to earth and then you get the great uh line of shazam and dr oh what is his freaking name Either way, you have them like when they're up above the city skyline <laughs> at night, and like they're trying to talk to each other, that's and, probably one of my and, Shaz- jokes. and Shazam's just like, "Bro, we're like two miles apart. You're gonna have to speak up." That's and he's like, "That's great."
1: Cool jokes, bro. That was yeah. Was was like, so like, "That's clever. that's perfect.
0: That's perfect lev- levity in this in this situation." And it was just like the third act to Shazam was fit with the rest of the, of the movie, and it didn't. Hit any a lot of the other like pitfalls that superhero movies nowadays fall into when it comes to like the third act final fights.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I was that's why I liked it so much is because it, it stayed true to itself.
1: Yeah, it was good. I, what I love was. Shazam, so like I'm hopeful for that movie, but at the same time, sad. I just
0: like. I know it, like it, it. just might be me, but I'm to the point where, like James Gunn, you can like hard reboot all you want, and you, but you can still keep Zachary Levi, and I'll just pretend that those first two Shazam movies don't even count.
1: <laughs>
0: like I'm not saying do the origin again, Bro, but like I think
1: they could get away with it. They didn't really, they didn't really show too much, I mean, at least in the first movie of the other DC. I mean, they didn't even show Henry Cavill's face because it wasn't even Henry Cavill's, so, like.
0: And that's even that's still just the post credit scene. But I mean it's still like that entire first movie that was is not a post credit scene.
1: That was the end of the movie. Sure? Yeah. It was the end of the movie. Is it? Yeah, it it's was the, the end of the movie. Scene, then. The end credit post-credit? scene was uh them uh talking trying to talk to fish and they're like, Alright, you don't have Aquaman powers and he's like, Oh, what a dumb power anyways and then his uh the You're right. Yeah, you're right. Trust me, I watched it because it's technically "quote unquote" a Christmas movie, <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it literally last week. <laughs> I respect it.
0: I respect it. But no, though, yeah, like the superhero movies, I'm looking forward to. And on, like, outside of that, though, like there's none of the other movies, are like i I've, like I'm not a huge. I've never been a huge Mission Impossible guy, so the new Mission Impossible doesn't do much for me. Bro, Indiana
1: uh, Jones, I'm kind of lit about that.
0: i First off, I'm fairly certain Indiana Jones is gonna die in this film because Harrison Ford is retiring and he's taken every single signature character with him.
1: <laughs> yep. So
0: so I'm fairly certain Indiana Jones is gonna die. Um right. I am interested to see Phoebe Waller Bridge playing his like goddaughter. I
1: don't know what it is. I haven't seen much about I, it. I
0: just From what, what I coming. could gather from the trailer, it was she's playing his goddaughter and it just Boggles my mind because I've only ever seen her in Fleabag, which is a Amazon Prime like sitcom comedy thing where she breaks the fourth. She does fourth wall breaks and everything. She's brilliant in it, and it's a great show. But she's just like this absolute train wreck, and her name is literally like Fleabag.
1: Uh, But yeah, she has these
0: fourth wall breaks all the time, and she's like I said, she's hilarious. So to see her in this kind of movie will be interesting. Um, and I'm I think not, she'll be some good levity.
1: I'm not entirely sure what the fuck the plot is gonna be or how it lands with the rest of the movies, but the Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, I'm kind of excited for that. I'm just excited for it because I think from what I can remember,
0: um, outside of the fact that I had like the first like four episodes of the OG 1980s Transformer <laughs> on VHS. Transformers Beast War was the current Whoa. airing version of Transformers when I was growing up. Yep, I had it. toys and so shit. It, was- it honestly it might be the first Transformers movie I go and see since the first Mark Wahlberg one because I didn't watch I haven't watched a single Transformers thing after because that first Mark Wahlberg Transformers movie was awful. Yeah, that was trash.
1: Ooh, ooh! They're having another Chicken Run movie too. Bro. What the? Why? Why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh. I'm one of my favorite quotes of all time from a movie. I said it so much as a kid. Is put your heads, put your head between your legs and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> 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 from the first Chicken Run. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, they got Sherlock Holmes three. Ooh
0: real quick yeah um the dungeon and dragon movie I like, i'm not that. expecting it to be anything super great but a chris pine love chris pine b the trailer makes it look brilliant i think it's going to be visually stunning like the only thing that i th- the only way it could have been better and I, this has been like a meme online for a while mhm so you might have even heard it was like one of it is like they need to make a movie uh movie but you have a character die in like every other scene but the same actor comes back as a Uh. brand new character in the very next scene because you know you they got a new build or whatever Uh, (laughs) they have a new character so like just have the same actor like die and then in the next scene he's back as but he's a completely different character and i was like dude that'd be perfect i don't think that the trailer does not look like it's going to be that tongue-in-cheek with it Uh, yeah but it would be, it would be uh, great if they did throw that little, like, maybe at the end bro, or something.
1: What the fuck? There's a Gladiator 2. There's a Superman movie. There's... They're not.
0: Okay, those are not coming out this year. And there's no way they're doing a Gladiator 2.
1: It's, bro, it's on here. It's announced. I don't give a shit if it's announced. Why are we going to mess with perfection? <laughs> and it says, untitled... Hobbs and Shaw sequel.
0: I could care less about that. I'm done. I've been done with the. Bro, there's another Fast and, furious, another fast and, fast and furious
1: movie coming out this next year too.
0: Yeah, the Fast Ten. Yeah, literally Fast Fast. So I've Fast Five. I enjoyed that movie thoroughly until that uh, car chase in Rio where they're dragging the safe, <laughs> the gigantic. I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. But then I was like, well, Fast and Furious Six. There's still hope. And then guess what they did in Fast and Furious Six. If you can remember,
1: Bro, they all mushed together. They
0: fought a tank with oh normal God. cars, and they won. Bro, I was I like, love, I love the... that. And then I see in like whatever was it, was it Fast Nine or whatever they called it? They were in space in a normal car I that didn't they even turned watch into a spaceship. One. Dude, I haven't either. But I, this and this, but the second I saw like a meme or whatever when it first came out. Of like It was just a still of it was ludicrous and Tyrese Gibson's character just in what looked like a modified DeLorean oh, okay. it wasn't actually a DeLorean but I'm just because my memory doesn't serve me well right now for that but it feels like it was literally just like a normal car that they retrofitted for space and they were just floating in
1: space. Here's a shout out to Derek. They're having a The, the Division movie it's in pre-production
0: so that's not coming out until like
1: 2025. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh. Yeah. I love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Who doesn't? I know.
0: But I think that covers more than enough for this episode. And oh, I feel yeah. like we got to talk about the big stuff that we're excited for going next year. Um, so unless you have anything else you want to get it, throw in there. I got nothing okay well uh from treads and i we wish you all a happy new year and happy new year let's hope it can't get any worse than what it is let's go